Hello everyone, my name is Maria and I welcome you to the PA Chronicles podcast. Thank you for checking this out. This platform is designed to bridge the gap between where you are and where you want to be on your path to becoming not only a physician assistant, but a person who loves, serves, and leads for the common good for those around them. Whether you are seeking to become a PA, a PA student, or already a certified PA, may this podcast inspire you and encourage you. May you be a light in the world and always stay lit. Welcome to episode 8, where we're going to be talking about spreadsheets, spreadsheets, spreadsheets. Try saying that five times. That is a mouthful but so important, especially when you're considering applying to your desired PA programs. If you haven't heard or listened to my latest episode titled CASPA Prep List, the nitty gritty, please do so. It's never too late or early. You will get a lot out of it. I tried to condense the most popular topics to be covered, but all in all, I will continue to post episodes to really help any applicant try to get into their PA school of choice. So today we're talking about a very special topic because this is where I see a lot of candidates year after year fall in a way where the CASP application always asks for your patient care hours, your experiences, the extracurriculars that you're involved in, your volunteer hours, mission trips that you can even put on there as well are really important. Logging is very crucial because it's only going to make your application process go even smoother. And it's also a great way to see how much you've covered in the years that you've put all this work in to get into the PA school of your choice. I had a basketball coach that often told us the best way to know if you have improved is when you actually jot down your stats, when you jot down your trainings and your numbers and your results day in and day out, how many shots you took from where you took those shots and so forth. Because any great player or even a mediocre player could go to a a coach every summer heading into the fall season and say oh yeah I got better over the summer and the coach is like oh okay great but like prove it how and then you whip out this journal in which you logged all of your workouts you logged all of your shot percentages and so forth all the weight trainings you've done that is tangible results so in the same way that is beneficial for any athlete to see how much they've actually improved is in the same way that you should attack this CASPA application cycle. It's from 2022 to 2023. I'm going to remind you that the application portal opens April 28th, 2022. Write that date down everywhere. Even set it as your desktop background. I don't care. It's important to know. Preparation is key. Log your statistics, log your hours. So you could use anything from an Excel spreadsheet to a Microsoft Word document to just old school pen and paper, but it's going to save you a lot of time. A lot of people ask me, well, what kind of tabs should I have on Excel spreadsheet? Well, 
when you open up CASP application portal, or even if you do it beforehand, you should kind of get a sense of what they're asking. If you want to know what they're going to be asking ahead of time, you can go to each PA program that you desire to get into on their website and actually look at what's required. If they require 500 patient care hours minimum, or if they require 750 in total, maybe they require 2,000 patient care hours, well, that's a great parameter for you to have a tab in an Excel spreadsheet that is labeled patient care hours. And in that tab, you can really keep track what dates were you able to do those said patient care hours. Was it in phlebotomy? Was it in physical therapy? Was it um, a job that you had that required some type of patient care experience? Was it as a CNA? A medical scribe some PA programs accept that so make sure that you double check with the programs of what patient care experiences they approve of and go ahead and keep track of the hours that you put in some of you guys if not most work in medical field so that's a great place to continuously go back to at the end of each week and log how many hours if you collected pay stubs that's another great way to assess how many hours have you worked and put in. For those that are wondering, well, what can I do for volunteer hours? That is an array of things. Any chance you can serve the community, any chance you can find what events are happening, and if they're even medical related, then that is even better. It totally stands out, but make sure you also have a variety of aspects that to your application and which can really speak on your behalf beyond the medical side. So in that case, have a tab for volunteer hours. If it's serving in the food pantry, if it's helping the homeless, if it's doing something right now for current events like helping Ukraine or providing medical supplies or helping the local church or you know, it's you really just going out in the neighborhood and cleaning up the area, whatever it is, make sure you label it and you save it and you keep logging those hours. Additionally, you can also have an opportunity to just log your extracurricular activities. And I say that not because there's an hour requirement for that subject, but just so that you have a running list of all the extracurriculars you are involved in. That way, when you're able to really think of what you want to say in your personal statement and or supplemental application topic, you're able to really reference, oh, okay, I was involved in these said clubs in high school. I was involved in this type of community event in college. And that way there, it just makes it a little bit easier for you to just double check, oh, I've been doing this. I've been part of this committee. And that way there, you can quickly type that into your application and then expand upon it. You can even, to really stand out, start doing that now. Have a Word document, write down all the extracurriculars you've been involved in, all the athletic sports that you have played that you feel has truly built your character and that could be applied as a future PA. Make sure you can speak on that behalf and just write like for instance for me 
I was an undergrad human performance research lab assistant. I know that's a mouthful, but that already looks great because it coincided with my major, but it was also an opportunity in which I was involved in and chosen to be a lab assistant to do research for triathletes, for semi-professional football players, and so forth, in which I was able to just create a document that said, human performance lab researcher, and then underneath that, I truly talked about not only my job description, I didn't list out my job description, rather, I really just mentioned a few things where these are the tests that I conducted, I feel that this will be best applied when I'm in PA school learning about these said diagnoses, and it will only fill in the gaps, or I'm able to, you know, have great bedside manner because I was exposed in this area before you know so it's really just using forward thinking in your documentation not just listing out your job description but rather listing out the extracurriculars you were involved in and then expanding upon them so that when you're asked certain essay questions in the supplemental essay of each program that requires one it's a lot easier for you to just put words together because you've already done the work ahead of time. Instead of you being stuck on paper and then thinking in the moment, oh, what do I say about this? How do I showcase my character? How do I speak on that experience that was years ago? If you truly make it a daily habit to jot down the things you're learning through your work, through your studies, it will be much easier to really reference that when you're completing your CASPA application. So that's definitely an important note to really take is spreadsheets about volunteer hours, extracurriculars, any community service that you're doing that can coincide with volunteer hour tab, as well as patient care hours, any mission trips that you do. That was a big thing for me that stood out when I was a PA applicant candidate not that long ago, about six years ago, I wanted to make sure that I touched upon my mission work. What did we do? What country was I in? How did I, you know, promote emotional intelligence? What things I learned about patient education? What the population I served in? Um, how did I really develop cultural competence? Those are the really gold buzz words that truly make a candidate stand out. And you want to make it believable. You want it to be genuine. Talk about the times that you had to make difficult decisions. Talk about the moments that you had to really learn what humility is and so forth because that's all what makes a great PA. And if you can write on those instances earlier on, again, it'll only make your application just go that much more smoothly so you're not stuck and having word block when you're trying to complete them. Also a great way to utilize spreadsheets or even any data table for that matter is when you're looking at what PA programs you want to apply to, there's so many things you can actually log in regards to, well, where is the program? What's the location? What state? You can even get as specific or as general as you'd like, as long as it's in a way that you understand. There are times where you need to know, well, what is the GPA requirement? What is an ideal science GPA requirement? A great one, 
across the board would be a 3.6 science GPA. Average GPA for anyone that's getting into PA school now is actually an overall 3.6-3.7. It doesn't mean that you're not going to get in if it's if you're a student that is excelling and has a 4.0 GPA or if you're a student that has a 3.3 GPA, but just know that there are averages for a reason and it's a great margin and area of reference to know where you stand. Also document in your spreadsheet for each program, okay, well, do they require certain patient care hours? How many hours? Do they require GRE? What is their tuition? What does that look like? So all these things play a role, and if you have a log of each program and their requirements of their prerequisites, their GPA, how many letters of recommendation are involved, how to submit your transcripts, do they have a supplemental essay or not, and I could go on and on and on, and you can make it as specific, as organized as you'd like. And if you're not one of those people, then really reach out for help. And I'm here to help you. You can email me at thepachronicles at gmail.com. You can also direct message me on Instagram at the underscore PA underscore chronicles. I am able to guide you along the way. I'd be more than happy to. And just know that it's a lot to take in. So really, truly stay encouraged. I can't stress that enough. There are going to be moments where you're going to feel discouraged from the moment that you verify your application through CASPA to the moment the application ends and you're still waiting for interviews. You might be waitlisted. You might be accepted to all the PA programs that you apply to. And I'd hope that most people would be able to really celebrate every progress that happens along the way. And you learn from each a mistake you make, you learn from all the good things that you've done as well, you learn from other people's experiences. So just know spreadsheets are so important. I know that a lot of candidates fall short when they start applying for the first time or even candidates that have applied two or three times where they get the idea of how to transfer all their information through CASPA Especially if you're reapplying, CASPA has a way where they actually save a lot of your work from the year prior, which saves a lot of time. And it does get your application in sooner, but the candidates still fall short because they didn't do that preparation ahead of time that really would have made a difference in regards to they could actually excel a little bit better in their personal statement or truly get the PA program to buy into the type of individual they are if they took more time to write down all the things that they've accomplished, all the events that they have joined, what they learned from each experience. Those that fall short are those that don't really log or even write in a journal. Well, what did they do that day as a phlebotomist? What did they learn? They're stuck and they ha- they start having word block. So again, I don't want you to ha- be in that position. I want you to really look at the glass half full and know that this whole process is a learning experience, but there's also ways to strategically earn an interview. And I don't want you guys to fall short. So please re-listen to this podcast episode. Again, I'd be more than happy to help. There's so many services out there. 
and just make sure that you stay encouraged, you stay rested, and truly utilize the resources at your disposal. I hope you have a great week. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out. And if anything, just take a breath and take it day by day.